Welcome to the Stage and Silver Screen Podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Julie. And it's going to be a little noisy this episode. If you listen, that is our dishwasher running. <laughs> we tried to wait for this thing to finish, and I think it is going for a marathon tonight <laughs> and does not want to end. It is very late, but we have been delaying it. We've been, we watched it and we've been delaying it. We are talking Fosse Verdon. Season one, episode two. I don't really know why they call it season one, because yeah. as far as I know, it's an anthology, but they call it season one, episode mm. two, and it's titled Who's Got the Pain? Uh, so to recap, uh, there probably will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched the newest episode, uh, turn this off. Come <laughs> back to us after you've seen it. Uh, so to catch up on episode one, we met Fosse and Verdon for the first time, and we see them rehearsing for Sweet Charity, and we kind of see their working relationship, and then we see him going off into doing cabaret uh, with Liza, and we see that things are about to happen with their with, uh, his relationship with Gwen Verdon on a personal level, but we also see her coming back in and taking charge of the scene that's happening. Yeah. And this, um, this episode focused more on her than um, the first episode. The first episode focused really more on him. Um, so I don't know if they're going to keep going back and forth and one focuses on one more than the other. So this episode, we are caught up with them. And uh, this is very early when they first meet. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when they're working on Damn Yankees. Mm -hmm. So you really see Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon meeting basically at this rehearsal space. And they were both involved with other people at the time too. At the time. And you start to see them draw a attraction for each other. Uh, this one, I, I kind of enjoyed this one a little more uh, than the first one. I, what I'm really liking about this show is it is very interesting Fosse and Verdon's relationship, but I really, what I'm liking about it is you're seeing shows from a different point of view. We've seen like behind the scenes shows, but you're seeing what goes into like the choreography mm -hmm. process because uh, in Damn Yankees, there's this bit that's not working and they have to come up with a way to make this show work. And then you get the, who got the pain, you get this Poser, mambo. Yeah. And they are like, we can make this work. And, you know, they're like, well, listen to the lyrics, the lyrics, the season pain is, uh, and Foss like, we'll make it work. <laughs> you know, we'll make it work. So I, I think you're seeing them, the behind the scenes of how this comes together yeah. and the fruition the of shows. Process. And I, I really like that. Um, time jump is starting to get a little bit to me. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just haven't paid. I, I think I need to pay more attention to that because, you know, in the first movie we're here and okay. then the first episode, sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, this one we're very early on, but then we go to where I'm there on the beach. Yeah. And, and it's like present day or more present day than it is. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain if you haven't watched it. And if you have so, watched it, you know what we're talking about. But. So, and they use the time frame, like in this one, they use his wife's, you know, to her death, basically. His first wife. His first wife. Well, actually, not his first wife. 
He had a lot of wives. He was kind of a ladies' man a little bit. And piggybacking on that, you know, I just finished wrapping up my school's run of High School Musical. And, you know, when dealing with adolescence, there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, my last show that I did at my last school, it was kind of a thing, but for some reason they didn't tell me about it. And I was made very aware of uh, it this time around. And I thought maybe it was just something I was doing or my kids or whatever. No, it's a, it's a theater thing. I, I'm pretty sure. Cause there was a lot of behind the scenes drama with, Fosse and Verdon, he liked the ladies a lot. So, yeah, he had several wives and he got one by having an affair with the other and he got the other by having an affair with that one. And yeah, and he has an affair. If you watch Fosse Verdon, you saw this from the first episode. He had an affair on, he cheated on, Verdon was somebody else, so I don't know how that's going to play out, but yeah, he, he got around. Yeah, so it looks like he, he was married to four. He had four spouses. Okay. Uh, over his span of time. I can't find who. It, it has Mary Ann Niles from 1949 to 1951. Joan McCracken. Okay, that's Joan McCracken was the one, is the one that's the, focused the diabetic. on this. Yeah. And then Gwen Verdon, 1960 to 1987. So, but this says four, but this says three. Oh, I don't know. So, little, little conflicting there. Discrepancies. Uh, but yeah, so basically, yeah, he did uh, enjoy the women. <laughs> um, and those were his wives. Who knows how many affairs he had? Which nowadays, if you think choreography, you'd probably think the other way. Yeah. But, um, what I find fascinating is about this, and this is something else I'll have to Google one day is how many packs of cigarettes did Posse smoke? I mean, he's always got... But, I mean, I knew that about him going into this because if you've uh, ever seen um, All That Jazz, Mm. which is a kind of a biopic about him, but he won't admit that it was... He never admitted that it was a biopic about him, but there's all these things that lid that he was a biopic about him. And, you know, uh, Roy Scheider played... yeah. You know, a very similar to Bob Fosse, and he had the same thing. He smoked while during rehearsals, and but no, I I like where this is going. I'm very intrigued by the show, and I I'm it is very. There's a lot of people already saying it needs to get Emmys for this and that, and it is very. Uh, both Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams are phenomenal. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. are they are phenomenal. It is shot very well. Um, they've done really great recreating these time periods and these moments yeah. and getting like the Liza, uh, you know, look alike yeah. and, you know, bringing in people that to bring them in. I think that it, it works very well. Um, I'm just waiting to see how it all will eventually tie in together yeah. and how these loops will catch in. So. Uh, and it looks like each episode is based around some musical number. Yeah. Because the first one was, uh, I can't remember the name of the song from My uh, Air. Yeah. Um, and then this one was Who Put the Mambo. Uh, but yeah, so uh, 
Definitely check it out. It's on FX. Uh, if you have certain cable providers, you can access it through FX Now on the FX Now app. Uh, you can also buy the Into the Season on Vudu, Apple iTunes, Amazon, all those good ones. Uh, but if you are watching it, let us know your comments about it, your thoughts about it. Um, yeah. Uh, so the other thing is uh, it is Easter. And is it really Easter time if you don't watch Easter Parade? Mm. Uh, the fame, the movie musical classic Easter Parade from... Tell me out, what was the year? I have no idea. What was the year? I had this. 1948. Starring Fred Astaire and Judy Garland. Uh, so... Uh, if you haven't seen Easter Parade, shame on you. Uh, this is one of my favorite musicals. Uh, it is about, uh, it is Fred Astaire, and he is uh, with Nadine, uh, Ann Miller, who plays Nadine Hale. And they are a couple that performs together, and they have a very professional relationship. They're not married, but they do work well together. And she, he brings her out from the chorus line and makes her a star and she doesn't want to be that anymore. She wants to be on her own. She leaves and Fred Astaire decides I can make anyone a girl. And he wants to prove a point that he can take anyone and make them a star. And he finds Judy Garland uh, dancing and singing in a bar and says, I'm going to make her uh, Hannah Brown into a star. And you get to see, Judy Garland go from lounge performer to Broadway. And I, I really like it. It's a really cute movie and it has really fun music. And you've seen Easter Parade, right? Probably. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> but I, I still to this day when it rains, I make the I'm just a fellow with an umbrella jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's one of my favorite Fred Astaire numbers is when he does uh, Drum Crazy. I love that number. Uh, definitely Easter Parade is one of my favorite classic movies, and I would highly recommend checking that one out. You got any thoughts on it? No. Well, that's that's helpful for the discussion. Sorry. I, this I, is a very one-sided one discussion, evidently. Um I did not watch it with him last night. I've had a very, very long couple of weeks, and my lack of sleep was catching up with me, so I fell asleep, <laughs> to be yes. honest. So, uh, <laughs> but but while we're talking about, do you have a? Uh, we are. I'm. I'm pretty sure I know what your favorite Judy Garland movie is going oh, to be. Duh. <laughs> Am I right in guessing that yes. it's going to be The Wizard of it Oz? Is. It is. The Wizard of Oz. Do you have a favorite Fred Astaire movie? No. Probably Singing in the Rain. He wasn't in Singing in the Rain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, someone is officially uh, exiled <laughs> from stupid. the stage <laughs> and Silver Screen podcast. That was Gene Kelly. Kelly. I know. I realize that it seems like you're not <laughs> I'm sorry. You're the one horrible with names, so check yourself. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I have a favorite. I don't know. Well, that's just sad. I know. Uh, but um, so 
really quick episode. Just wanted to talk touch basis again with Fosse Verdon. And hopefully you're watching and we just wanted to share our thoughts really because that's what we love to do. And that's why we have this podcast um, is it's really just us bantering with each other and talking with each other. And hopefully you listen. Hopefully you like it. And hopefully you click subscribe and you follow us week to week and listen to our our, our back and forth. But uh, to do some plugs for things around town, uh, we are in the Central Florida area. Uh, so hopefully you're in the Central Florida area with us listening. If you're outside of it, that is wonderful. If you're on the theater district in New York, thank you. We are coming back. We are working on plans to get back there in September. September. Uh, we have uh, some international listeners, evidently. Mm. Thank you for listening. We, you know, we hope you can understand us and the language that you're in. <laughs> uh, so... Moonlight Players in Claremont, Florida, here downtown uh, Claremont. They have First Date premiering on April 26th with a run through May 12th. That uh, is on Friday and Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 2.30 p.m. This is a contemporary musical uh, about blind dating in the modern era. I yeah. uh, no, I know very little about this. The music, I listened to a couple of songs on iTunes. It is very catchy music. And it was off Broadway, I believe, with um, Zachary Levi and Krista Rodriguez. So Zachary Levi is, I mean, he voiced um, Flynn Rider and Tingled, among other things. Um, I know he's done other stuff, but that's what. Oh, he's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I just can't think of it offhand. And Krista Rodriguez, um, was, she's been in a bunch of stuff too, but she was um, in Smash. So um, that's the thing that I recognized her from. But um, yeah, so um, those were the originators of those roles. Um, oh, Zachary Levi is also Shazam. Oh. That's how out of touch of I am with, with. He is. With, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can check them out at www.moonlightplayers.com. Uh, also, the other local theater that we uh, attend is the Garden Theater in Winter Garden, Florida. And they are doing Billy Elliot the musical. Uh, they are, this is on Thursdays through Saturdays at 7.30, Saturdays and Sundays at 2. Uh, you can find them at gardentheater.org. Uh, I know very little about Billy Elliot the musical, too. I am watching the movie Billy Elliot for the first time this week in preparation for it. Uh, Julie here has seen Billy Elliot the musical. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. I saw a touring show of it with my mom several years ago at the Dr. Phil or the, not the Dr. Phil Center, the Bob Carr Center. And it wasn't enough to make me want to sit through it again. So... Alex is going on his own. So I am taking a chance on it because I will see pretty much anything and everything, but we will hold her comments so we can have something to discuss. Elton John music cannot fix things, some things. Just saying. Uh, speaking of, we got Rocket Man coming out too, remember? Oh, yeah. We got, we got that uh, based on a true fantasy. Uh, but speaking of that, I will see anything and everything. When a new musical comes out, if I can get to it, I will. Uh, but uh, I got a notification the other day from the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts that 
I could get pre-sale into a local production of a show. And this is Bold the Musical. And when I shared this with Julie here, I felt like she was giving me like a hell no, basically. <laughs> uh, but you, you've got to listen to the, the premise of this. Bold is an original musical about the women who worked as an allied secret agents in occupied France during World War II in June 1940 after the fall of France. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill ordered the creation of the Special Operations Executive. Their goal was to set Europe ablaze by helping local resistance movements and conducting espionage and sabotage in an enemy-held territory. The SOE quickly discovered that female agents were especially effective at avoiding suspicion and detection by occupying German armies. These agents were the only women from the Western Allies to officially bear arms in action during the Second World War. The musical shines a light on their heroism and on the debt we owe them for their service. Does that sound like a musical? No. No, it doesn't. So that's where I'm like, oh my God, I have to see this. Uh, this will be the second, well, third local production I've seen at the Dr. Phillips Center. We saw Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh Production Celebration Theater Company. Celebration Theater Company did that, and I also saw Celebration Theater Company do Hello Again. Uh, so I'm like 50-50 on local productions at the <laughs> Donna Phillips Center. Uh, but this intrigued me when I started reading about it, and uh, this is by Unity Players Incorporated Presents, and the book's music and lyrics are written by Tristan Bishop, who... Yeah. So look for that. Uh, I am going... I am it's attending... Yes, I am attending the August 11th showing. It's running for four days at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. If you are interested in checking that out, you can visit drphillipscenter.org. Uh, so I, on August, tune in for my, my comments about this one. Mm-hmm. I, I just I can't imagine this as a musical. When I read the description, I see play, I see action, I see yeah. But you never know. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for tonight, and uh, we will see you next time. Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, SASS underscore cast. You can also visit our website. Uh, it was just recently updated this morning at sascast.com. There's some new galleries, some links to some shows that we enjoyed. Uh, we are working on an about page, getting that up. And like I said, we are also working on getting up to New York soon. We're hoping to finalize those details tomorrow. But anyways, until next time, go ahead and keep, keep it, it sassy. sassy.